This week's episode is brought to you by Tom's Stag Parties, the only way to truly experience the dark side of Disney. Hello and welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And uh, we had a pretty busy week over at uh, D23. It was yeah, uh, pretty crazy. I saw a, a ton of photos. Yes, I actually only took like 12 of them. But, you know, we'll we'll get into it in our in <laughs> yeah, the trip it was, report. But. It, yeah, it was a bunch of Jeff Heimbuck was tagged in this photo at there, D23. Jeff there was Heimbuck a lot of tagging tagged. going on at, at D23. But I had, a, I had a difficult time getting there. On the way there, we... Uh, we actually had a bit of a, a, a snafu with the car. It was really, really bizarre, and yeah. I didn't really mean for that to rhyme either. That was kind of weird, too. <laughs> how um, bizarre? How okay, bizarre, we're not going to yeah. start singing that song. Never mind. No, 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 no. No, we, so. we were on the way there, and you know, we had to pull over, and the engine was smoking a little bit. I'm like, come on, we got to get here on time. And I opened it up, and there there were a bunch of, of nuts inside the, the car. Well, who was it besides you and Martina? No, no. Keith, oh. but I don't mean like <laughs> inside the. I meant like acorns, kind of thing from like, like like a bunch of squirrels got inside the car and like threw them in. The, it was really really weird, but we we managed to get to D twenty three on time, um, eventually. But it was it was interesting. Oh. It was interesting. Wow, I, those squirrels got to go. Yeah, they got to go. They got to go. But uh, do you want you want to hear about D twenty three? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's talk about it. So I heard there was this tiny little event or get-together last weekend. Nope, don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay, so time for the book of the week? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm upset you weren't able to make it out for D23. It It was a good time. Yeah, me too, me too. So, you know... You know, I tried to do the Kickstarter, but people just laughed in my face. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. That was me mostly posting <laughs> negative dollar amounts to you. My I'm bad. taking your money. <laughs> I'm taking your money. I need it for my trip, <laughs> even though I'm already here. <laughs> but, That's uh, all right. it, you know, it was, it was there was the third D23 Expo. It was my first time going. I heard, um, you know, it was okay the first year, and it was kind of a mess the second year. Mm-hmm. And then this year... Um, you know, it, it, I, I'm kind of in the middle about it, I guess, because I, you know, I, I guess I have con- reports conflicting in my head from the previous years and comparing it to this year, even though I wasn't there for the other years. I had fun. There were some good parts. There were some bad parts. But, um, you know, it, it was it was an interesting experience. I will say that. Um, okay. I, th- I think the biggest thing is that, you know, a couple of weeks before they broke the news on, on my chat that there they would not be announcing any major park things um, yeah. at the expo. And the last two times they used the expo to launch these big park things. And, you know, I, by no fault of Imagineering, you know, because, you know, the expo is a, a marketing tool. So, you know, there's things they would like to announce, but they, <laughs> the time just is not right yet. And I, and I, I get that. I totally understand that. Um, 
So they made the best of what they had and instead made it a, uh, a celebration of 60 years of Imagineering in the Parks and Res Resorts Pavilion. And yeah. what made it really interesting to me is that they actually had Imagineers there, like, talking to people. So, you, you know, you could run into Joe Rohde, who people did run into there. Um, you can run into Tony Baxter. You can run into all these people um, from every level of Imagineering. Because they had it broken up into these little sections. Like, there was um, there was a section based on painting. There was research and development. Um, you know. There was a, a My Magic Plus section, which, you know, nobody paid attention to anyway. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I, I didn't go in that one. But, yeah. like, it, it, there was an animatronic section. But it was cool that it was broken up into these these areas. And you were able to go in and talk to the people who were actually experts in these fields. So, you know, on Thursday night, I went to the media, media preview. And I went to the model making thing. And I was chatting with the Imagineer in there. And he walked over to a case where there was a model of the Astro Orbiter. He's like, you know, excuse me, I have, you know, this kind of broke on the way over here, so I have to fix it. So as we're chatting, he's working on the model, which I thought was amazing. Wow. You know, th these guys were actually at, at work. So that was really neat to see. Was that part of the exhibit open the whole weekend? Yeah, that the entire, that, that was part of the Parks and Resorts Pavilion. So it was like simulating uh -huh. um, 1401 Flower Street. So it was like you were actually visiting Imagineering. And it was, you know, it was open the entire weekend from the beginning of the expo to the end of the expo. Wow. So they had Imagineers in and out of there. Um, the I saw so time. many fantastic photos of models that I'm I'm afraid I wouldn't have left the area. The Yeah. So the big one for me was the, the, the piece of the Western River Expedition, which apparently was sitting sealed behind a wall at Walt Disney World for years until they found it. You know, they, they, they didn't really touch it up too much. Um, but it looked fantastic. It was really cool to see that. And I got to give a shout out to uh, Imagineer um, Tom, Tom Morris. Uh, he actually chatted with myself and with uh, Keith and uh, uh, our buddy Ryan as well for a significant amount of time, just talking in general about the model and some of the other models and Imagineering in general. He's asking me questions about Rolly and the Haunted Mansion, where ideas came from. So the, the whole experience of chatting with these Imagineers and having them be that open and accessible to the public was really, really neat. Um, on the other hand, you know, uh, they, they weren't announcing anything, but they had two little areas set up for a sneak peek. So they had a desk filled with Avatar stuff, and they had mm -hmm. boxes that were Star Wars related with R2-D2. And, wow. you know, they couldn't, they couldn't talk about the projects, but, you know, you can look <laughs> at the stuff. So anytime you would ask a question about Avatar, they, you'd get the response, oh, we just came back from a research trip from Pandora. And, you know, after a while, we're like, all right, we get it. You, get, you went to Pandora. Um, yeah, 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 okay. But so did, they didn't have, like, planters in front of those exhibits? No, no, because the, the exhibits were open. Okay, okay, okay. Funny enough about plants, there was a plant that in the research development area where you touched and it played music. That was pretty awesome. Oh, um, wow. And on the desk where the Avatar stuff was, there along the top of, of the cubicle, you, you know in the in the Animal Kingdom logo, how they have all the animals in a row, the <laughs> silhouettes? They actually had those animals all in a row, you know, from... Uh, I don't oh, remember what from, the animals were. So it was like a lion and from, from the dragon, yeah. the stegosaurus. It, it was pretty neat. I, I liked it. I thought that was a nice little touch. Cause, you know, wow. full day park. Um, well, it, it will be one day, yes. It, it will okay, be one day. Stop talking. You weren't there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they also had, uh, which was neat for me as a Disney nerd, um, they had the original Herb Ryman drawing of Disneyland. Um, it was, you know, there's wow. no photos allowed in that area. It was a timed experience, so you wouldn't see it for a couple of minutes. Uh, in that same area, they also had the Ellenshaw painting, which they showed you under the full light, and then they turn on the black light so you can see oh, everything. So you all see the 
George, oh. it was so awesome. It was wow. like, I went through there five or six times just to see that stuff over and over again. <laughs> they were like, oh, not you again. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, lights on. Lights really, really off. cool, though. Really, was, really enjoyed it. Was it a clapper, you know? No, I wish it was a clapper. I would have continued okay. clapping the entire time. <laughs> um, Bill. So, now I know I would have spent a lot of time there, but obviously there were other things to do. Yes, yes. So, uh, there was also... Uh, I surprisingly only saw one presentation. Uh, I saw Tony Baxter's <laughs> presentation on Discover Disneyland, which they renamed Rediscover Disneyland, and they showed footage of old stuff that's not at Disneyland anymore, and they also showed stuff from Walt Disney World, which it was really cool. But the, the whole concept of waiting in line to see some of these presentations just didn't, I don't know, I, I didn't want to do that. So I only it, saw that one presentation. What do you mean by wait? I know, I know, I understand waiting in line but what was it like a half hour 45 minutes an hour no, like if you want to see any of the stuff in the arena like the legend ceremony or the concert or the live action panel the animation panel people were lining up at like you know the night before kind of like comic-con to get make sure they had seats for these panels wow. um and some of the some of the panels went for like two three hours long in the arena and i was like i i don't want to do it so yeah. that was upsetting. They offered a thing called Stage Pass this year, which is kind of like Fast Pass, so you would get your ticket for it, and then you know you would be guaranteed a seat in whatever presentation you got it for. The downside is they didn't offer it for any of the arena presentations, so that was kind of upsetting. Um, yeah. yeah. There was also a virtual simulator in there. It was a big uh, curved dome, and they showed ride-throughs of stuff, which, you know, if... For Say most what? people, it, w it would have been cool. However, having experienced Horizons Resurrected back yeah. during Epcot's 30th, this by was the, no comparison. By the amazing Chris Wallace. Yes, Chris Wallace uh, knocked it out of the park, and I obviously Imagineering kind of took a page from his book for this, and they didn't pull it off nearly as well as he did, you know, because he he really provided a personal experience. This was like you know a group viewing experience. It was still pretty neat. Um, one of my main gripes was the the clueless staff at the convention center because they weren't yeah. a lot of them were not disney employees but they were wearing disney shirts so you would ask them stuff and they would have no idea what you're talking about you wouldn't you know they they, <laughs> they would point you in the wrong direction or they just they wouldn't know they they had no idea um wow they, you know some of the the consumer pavilions were just okay they weren't that great but there, there were a couple of problems that you know something as, as simple as like a slow jam totally would have improved the have the, the entire the problem. problem altogether yeah but to well, me the the best part was meeting people um from yeah. p fans of the show cadets uh to you know imagineers like all weekend long, you know, whoever I was with, we were being stopped by people, you know, whether I was with Keith or, you know, Rolly or, or walking around with Bob Gurr or anything, people were stopping and saying hello and taking pictures. That's where the, you know, all the tagging came in you were talking about. It was so much fun to meet so many cadets and, and fans of, of the show and of the Rolly book and everything. Um, my, the, really the highlight of the weekend for me and for Keith also, because I, I pulled him over when they mentioned him. Um, I don't want to say their names just in case I don't want their, their names mentioned, but we met two boys in the, the Parks and Resorts Pavilion. Um, these, these two uh, disabled guys. And we just had a wonderful, wonderful conversation with them. They were huge, you know, one of them came over to me with the biggest smile on his face, and the first thing he said to me was, I'm a cadet. 
and <laughs> he was the sweetest awesome. kid him and and his brother and we we chatted for a good 20 25 minutes um us and his you know his family his mom and dad and they were super super nice and you know we're talking about the show and Rolly's book and then they said oh we're a fan of that column you do dueling disney also and i was like oh really and keith was behind me talking to martina i was like well keith's over here keith come on over so we i brought him over and we chatted for another little while and it you know to me that was the highlight of my weekend talking to them and you know when wow. we were driving Keith to the airport later on on Sunday, he said the same exact thing as I did. He that he said talking to those two was the highlight of the weekend for him. So that it was very humbling, very nice, very sweet, and bringing all these people together. I think was the best part of the weekend uh, overall. I think D twenty three did an excellent, excellent job at that. Yeah, it seems like you know anytime you and I have hung around together in the parks or we've been involved with anything where you're at a theme park or you think you're going to go see something it is so much more fun and entertaining to hang around with people yeah to do it with friends that's that's i I think that's what this served as doing it with friends Mm -hmm. um and just enjoying it that way exactly you mentioned something about a cocktail party yeah my shed had a cocktail party saturday night and it was a rip-roaring good time uh rolly was there bob gurr was there we partied well into the night it was fantastic we met more people there um I closed the place down. Uh, not everybody else did, but I was there until you know the last group of people. So that was a lot of fun for me. Um, but it was great. Uh, I had a wonderful weekend meeting all these people. So I, you know, I if you were there and you came up to me or we chatted or anything, thank you, thank you very very much. You know, I really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the kind words, and I really can't wait to meet some of these people again. And you two guys, you know who I'm talking about. The two I was just talking about. Email me. I want to talk to you guys. I got stuff to send you. You know who you I are. Saw, I think I saw their photos on Facebook. Too. Yes, that's my profile picture right now because they they were such sweethearts. So awesome. Y- you guys should email me. And then in two years, because they are doing it again, George, you're coming out. Okay. So will that be D25? Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll call it D25. We'll Hashtag okay. D25. <laughs> He's a nerd. He's a geek. Because we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his beat. It's George's Book of the Week. This week's book is Walt Disney Imagineering, a behind-the-dreams look at making more magic real. Uh, This book isn't an update to the 1996 release that I reviewed a few shows ago, uh, sort of with the same title. It's more of a continuation. Uh, This book is a look at the magic that Imagineers have created since the publication of the first book in 1996. Uh, any fan of the Disney company, the theme parks, the resorts, the animation, or the cre- or creative environments in general will treasure this book. Uh, it's filled with more artwork than you can imagine. Uh, most of the pages offer paintings, concept, concept art, photographs, uh, things that had never been published before. Uh, once again, the Imagineers pull back the curtain to reveal the puttering, popping, whirring, spinning, and dreaming uh, that they do to create the magic. And, and you also get to understand that there are many more curtains yet to be revealed, let alone parted. Uh, the book has got three main parts. Part one is the theory, where they, they, they develop their ideas about creating attractions, uh, including some of their unwritten ground rules about groundbreaking creativity. Part two is uh, called the tools. And uh, these aren't the Imagineers themselves, but Imagineers that uh, what they use 
to create the magic of Disney resorts <laughs> did, and attractions. Did you just refer to them as tools? No, and then like backpedal? No. Okay, I'm no, just making not sure. Me. Never. Okay. I love the Imagineers. I was I like, what did he it, say? It, it sounded like that in okay. the segment. I was like, what? So, okay. And part three is called Portfolio, which is just a, a really good look at the mosaic of people, uh, talents, and ideas and projects that really is Imagineering. Okay, so this book, I loved it, but it is not as groundbreaking as the 1996 version. It's a lot more polished, and it's a more accepted look at the Imagineering process. Uh, Considering the time that it was released in 1996, the previous book, there was nothing that really brought us inside the folds of Imagineering, and nothing that allowed us to venture into the back rooms and creative side of Disney. Now, the current book takes a look, uh, it takes a different path, to show us how and why the Imagineers, uh, they, how they create the amazing attraction and the resorts. And the focus is largely on the projects and concepts from the last 15 years of Imagineering. Uh, it, it's not meant to replace the earlier title, but to enhance it, to bring us further in. Uh, that being said, the coverage of attractions is very new and modern. Uh, there's not much focus on the first 40 years of Imagineering. The majority of the photos and artwork are from Tokyo Disney Sea, Disney's California Adventure, and some tiny little park called Disney's Animal Kingdom. Full day park. Not, not a lot of attention. <laughs> Full day park. <laughs> I wonder Full if chapter. we can get through an episode without having this argument. Clearly, we cannot. That's okay, though. Okay, we'll just so, agree um, to agree. <laughs> we'll do it that way. So the book is packaged with tissue paper between many of the pages. and To blow your nose. To blow your nose on. Well, it's to keep your grubby paws off of it. Oh, right, 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 right. And instead of offering only large fold-out pages like the 1996 book had some amazing fold-out pages, they've uh, opted for smaller fold-outs that detail artwork from the same attraction or area. Sort of like postcard books. You know, remember seeing some of those. Uh, There are some really amazing large fold-outs, especially about the Disney cruise ship. Uh, the addition of extra art really makes the book feel like a family treasure or a scrapbook, so it's got a little bit different approach. Uh, if you have this book, Walt Disney Imagineering, a behind-the-dreams look at making more magic real, in concert with the 96 version, you know both of these books should be on everyone's shelves, you'll have a really good look at Imagineering. The artwork is astounding, uh, there are pieces of art that you'd love to have in your own home, and the main author, Melody Malmberg, has done a wonderful job with the text. It's informative, clear, and does a fantastic job of describing everything that an Imagineer is and does. And what's awesome is it has an index. Holla, I'm a librarian. We got to have that index. And a list of resources for further reading because you guys need to read more. It's a librarian's dream come true. It's a librarian's dream too. So this book is Walt Disney Imagineering, a behind-the-dreams look at making more magic real. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. So at the D23 Expo in the Imagineering Parks and Resorts Pavilion, uh, there was a little play test going on where you would have to get these telegrams and you would go on a scavenger hunt to find uh, jujus hidden throughout the Anaheim Convention Center. It was a pretty neat play test. But wait a minute, jujus? Yeah, they're like little charm things. You know, there was oh, a pineapple, okay. Okay. a piranha. You know, there's a bunch of cool ones. So in order to play, you they would give you a telegram, and it would be from the Jungle Telegram Company. And if you looked closely at the telegram itself, you can see who the president of the company was and who the chairman of the board was. Now, the president was none other than R. Crump, obviously a reference to Rolly Crump, and the chairman of the board was H. Goff 
for Harper Goff. So that was a cool little limited time magic uh, five like a go. Oh, that's pretty spectacular. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I didn't even notice yeah. it, actually. Somebody else had to point it out to me, so... Yeah. And have you gotten word from Mr. Crump himself about his feelings on it, or...? Uh, yeah, he's awaiting the check in the mail. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? That's a great little detail. So, well, uh, we'd like to thank you guys for watching and listening to us. Yes, be sure to leave us a comment and rate us on the iTunes. Mm -hmm. And always email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com. Yeah, especially if I ask you to email me, you guys should email me. That's right. Uh, also, be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash communicorweekly. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Imagineerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. You know, it never occurred to me that we should say on Instagram as well, considering the, the names are exactly the same on both. That's true, so follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On the same names. How easy is that? Same names, same names. There you can go. also uh, give us a call on the Communicore Weekly hotline at 424-785-GOAT. We got a bunch of great voicemails, but we're gonna we're probably going to have a, a listener voice bag episode at, at some point. So We are so so clever. We, yeah, exactly. So you guys should call us 424-785-4628. And before we sign out, we just want to remind everybody that the Communitor is coming up. Be sure to visit fairygodmothertravel.com. It's under slash, their special events tab. It's under their special events tab. And find out more information about how you can spend a week with the two of us, your Communicore Weekly Overlords in Southern California, exploring some amazing places. And it's filling up quickly, guys, so uh, you better email soon. Yep, so you can get on there. So uh, for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. Hey, Tom's dad.